So a lot to get to with our team, national politics team leader for Bloomberg, Mario Parker, with us at the table, along with political reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Patricia Murphy, former Manhattan assistant district attorney, Jeremy Saland, and CNN contributor and former Georgia state senator, who also testified, we should note, in this probe for the grand jury, Jen Jordan. Great to have everyone. Appreciate you being here, Jen. Let's just sort of full circle for you. You were a state lawmaker in the room when people like Rudy Giuliani came down and perpetuated lies and falsehoods uh, about what happened in Georgia. Then you're testified before the grand jury, and now you see Trump arrested, booked, mugshot. Surreal? Well, it, it feels a lot or better. too real. Well, it feels a lot better on this end than it did in the beginning. I mean, the surreal part was when um, they actually came down to Georgia and, and presented um, basically a false narrative. And so now, you know, for feels like for two years, there's been kind of this national gaslighting um, that what you saw wasn't real. You know, I didn't say that, um, but, but the video doesn't lie. And, and we all know what we saw and what we heard. Um, and I was just glad that the grand jury agreed, you know, that there were laws broken. And now he's actually gonna be held accountable. And no matter what happens with respect to a jury trial, at the end of the day, he's been indicted. That, that is a huge thing. It, it is such a big deal for the prosecutor to, he, to have even brought this case and took an immense amount of courage. So um, it is very real, and it's something that we need to keep watching. But um, yesterday was a really historic yeah. day, and, and, not, and not in a good way, right? Yeah. You should note there's a presumption of innocence for any defendant Absolutely. before they go through a, a jury trial yeah. of their peers. And, Mario, th this morning, there will be news anchors around the world mm -hmm reading over that mugshot in a myriad of languages, reading that inmate number. Um, and the president's campaign, they're exploiting it, they're selling it, they are making some money off of it because he will need it. Put the, the, the photograph into context for us. Yeah, well, they're, they're going to try to wring as much juice out of this as they possibly can and signal, at least to their supporters, uh, that... He's fighting for you, that this is a political... There's a, there's a double standard here. This is election interference. He needs your help. He needs you to galvanize and get behind him as well. So, again, the campaign is taking lemons, trying to make lemonade out of this, trying to... I mean, this is the hand that they've been dealt. So they're trying to use it for whatever they can to just try to capitalize off of it. And so far, it's been working, if you look at the polls, at least. Trisha, I think our colleague Stephen Collinson, as he always does, frames this so well. Let me read people part of his column this morning. For a man who built his legend through paparazzi snaps in New York gossip columns and who prizes Time magazine bearing his face, the Georgia mugshot, for all its indignity, represents yet another new frontier of notoriety. But for a nation still entangled in recriminations and fury whipped up by Trump, the photograph, with flat, which flashed immediately around the world, represents a special kind of tragedy. Quite a juxtaposition of then and now. Yeah, it's incredible. And it's just another piece of this story that I think many of us never expected to see. It just feels so surreal, having covered the Trump campaigns in 2015, his early support, how much um, his crowds just adored him. But then watching the complete chaos that followed here in Georgia in 2020 because of the actions of Donald Trump and the Trump campaign, um, seeing this mugshot feels like another chapter in a book that just will not end. This campaign has not ended here in Georgia for the last three years. Obviously, we see it's going to continue. Um, but in terms of how iconic that photo is, we now have his supporters in Georgia 
photoshopping themselves into mugshots, Fulton County mugshots, putting those on Twitter and calling them MAGA mugshots and saying that it, now it's on. So he has galvanized his supporters even further. That's going to be a huge problem if he makes it to a general campaign. But so far right now, his base is sticking with him more than they ever have. We can put one of those up. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she mm -hmm. tweeted out uh, a photoshopped mugshot with the hashtag uh, MAGA mugshot. Jeremy, uh, you've been shaking your head as that was described. What are you, what are you thinking? It's, it's deplorable. It's a mockery of justice. It shows the insanity, or for lack of a better term, of people who are so lost in their obsession with Donald Trump and this theory that the election was stolen. And I, I, saying pathetic is not strong enough. It's just really sad. He, as you pop pointed out, Poppy, he's innocent until proven guilty. There's, that's not the issue here. But to stand behind in such a way, to make excuses in such a way blindly, that's not what this is about. Hold the prosecution to their burden, but don't don't just jump on this bandwagon for a political, you know, future or gain. All of the focus, understandably, is on Trump. Yeah. Right. And the mugshot, et cetera. Mark Meadows to an extent after that. But let's not forget that uh, Jeffrey Clark surrendered overnight too. And he was working at the Department of Justice and within government, the Department of Justice, and yet is accused of working to perpetuate these lies and undo what the voters had done. That, that is treason for, for you know. That is would, not what he's charged with. No, no, that's not. I'm showing from just a, a general thought process here. Uh, yes, you know, again, everyone's innocent until proven guilty. But now that he's at that point where he has to face these charges, he's trying for removal as well to get this to federal court. And as we discussed earlier, there, yes, he was a federal officer at the time that he's alleged to have committed these acts. But the next question is, is what he did, was that in furtherance of his role in the Department of Justice? And the argument is that it was not. Therefore, it stays with the state and it can be prosecuted, in this case, for a larger RICO crime. So we heard from, in control room, let me know if we have the sound of, of uh, the former president uh, describing his terrible experience ready. Um, and Jen, I'll bring that to you. Uh, I want you to listen to what the, the former president said about while he was there at Rice Street, and then we'll talk about contrasting that with uh, the experience of some of the people he targeted uh, over these last several years. Let's play it. Terrible experience. Uh... I came in, I was treated very nicely, but uh, it's, uh, it is what it is. I took a mugshot, which I never heard the words mugshot. That wasn't, didn't teach me that at the Wharton School of Finance. And uh, I have to go through a process. It's uh, election interference. He was in and out in 20 minutes. Um, but if you contrast that with some of the people he focused on, the individuals, Ruby Freeman, Shea Moss, mm -hmm. over the last several years, who said that they could not go to grocery stores. They were afraid to go out. People came to their homes. What do you hear there in the president's description of his experience? I just don't think he gets it. And I think, you know, when we see the Marjorie Taylor Greene MAGA mugshot, there seems to be a real disconnect from reality. Look, Rice Street is, is a jail that is awful. No right? question. People are dying there because the conditions are so absolutely deplorable. So the fact that he basically got this, this great treatment, he comes in 20 minutes in and out, right, um, done and done, and, and somehow that was awful and bad, when the reality is people that get booked every day there and that have their mugshots taken 
and that actually have to be in jail there. This is very, very serious. Yeah. And so, you know, for all of these people doing these MAGA mugshots, for whatever reason they're doing it, they just have no understand what this really stands for. I mean, this, this is not good, right? He is in significant legal trouble. And so whether he thinks this is more of a political thing that he needs to massage or not, as a lawyer, um, he needs to stand down and really focus on his defense because he is facing serious allegations um, that could end him up with serious time in prison. And that mugshot's not going to really mean anything at the end of the day if he's locked up. Can I just ask, because you know Georgia so well, if, if Trump is convicted on these charges in state court, if it doesn't get removed to federal, would he go to that jail first? D yeah. That yes. one that yes. he was in last he, night. He would, be, he would be held there um, until they send him to whatever prison um, he is then assigned to. If he got assigned. jail time. If okay. he got jail time. Thank you.